Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. Seven. It's a big show and it's made even bigger by the one and only Gareth McMillan, our savage reporter. Uh, savage wasn't the right word, but she is. Eileen Corcoran interviewed Gareth McMillan, who is the director of the Dunedin Fringe Festival uh, recently and this week. So we're going to listen to that uh, very shortly. But if you don't know what the Fringe Festival is, um, educate yourself. Go to DunedinFringe.nz. Uh, last night they had the program launch. So it's just a big festival that runs through uh, February and March. Uh, and just, uh, sorry, runs through March. And it's just got a huge range of artists and performers performing. You've got adulting. Are we there yet? An inaccurate and irreverent comedy of surviving your 20s. We've got Professor Helen Heels presents a lecture three parts with a variety of extraordinary artifacts. It's comedians, it's musicians, it's artists, it's a huge diverse range of people performing and it is not to be missed. Anyway, Eileen and Gareth will tell you more about that right now. You listen to 91. Alrighty. Um, first of all, how long have you been doing Fringe? This is my fourth Fringe. Uh, as, as in my current role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a long and proud association with Fringe festivals. Cool, like since it started in Dunedin? Um, I wasn't in the city when it started, but I was living in Wellington um, in 1990. I'm really cussing my mate. 1994, when the Fringe was pretty new there, I think they started that in 1990. And I had a job working for Bats. I was the first year um, front of house manager for Bats, and I started two weeks before the Fringe mm-hmm. with a booking system that consisted of like a folder and an artifact <laughs> yeah. and then the Fringe hit um, so that was my baptism of fire to the world of the Fringe that's pretty cool and yeah. so you've been director for four years yes awesome how do you think Fringe has changed since it started out in Dunedin but just in general some things haven't changed and some things have mm-hmm. so the things that haven't changed are we're an open access platform um, we celebrate innovative and diverse artists uh, and we take great joy in the wonderfully weird. That hasn't changed. Um, what has changed is this is our 21st birthday, so there'll be there'll be young people out there who are perhaps now at university who would have been fringe babies the very first fringe yeah. festival, and they've grown up with that in Dunedin. When I grew up in South Dunedin, there was nothing like this, yeah. and I think Dunedin's a much better place for it. Um, so it's really um, established itself as a real cornerstone of the cultural calendar, um, a lot of creatives uh, will think about work and then they'll go, hey, I've got this really cool idea for a project, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it in the fridge. And it's lovely that we're kind of factored into people's thinking these days. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Um, can you tell me a bit about Digital Fringe? Sure. Um, well, that was a new thing that we responded to. We've, we've made some innovations this year because it's a different world. Yeah. Um, that obviously we're very mindful of uh, other creatives around the world who aren't as fortunate as us. Mm. Um, we'd normally have quite a few, like we normally get about 15 or 16 events come from overseas to be part, not yeah. just of Dunedin French, but they'd come to us. Mm. Um, so we wanted to create a space where they could... Um, still have their work presented and still be part of our festival. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not right for everyone, you know? I mean, myself, uh, you know, being in a room with people is is what art is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the same token, um, you know, we do have to innovate and be aware of new ways of working, so that's why we embraced the opportunity to create a digital yeah. fringe for those who couldn't be here with us, if it's appropriate for them to, to do their work in that way. Mm. How else has COVID changed Fringe? Obviously, it was cancelled last year, but what kind of other impact has it had? So, um, la- this time last year, we had a great launch. 
<laughs> Obviously, there were sort of inklings and warning signs. Yeah, this time last year, I was in France. Ah, oh, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we could see what was coming, but we just kind of hoped that perhaps mm. it wasn't going to eventuate in the way that it did. The first thing that got cancelled was our large-scale events. Yep. Um, so when we were planning for this year's Fringe, it made sense for us just to pull back on some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the risk profile is a lot higher. You yep. know, we're, we're, we're safer here in New Zealand, but we're not out of the woods by any stretch. We need to stay vigilant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we didn't want to be in a position of planning a big, massive street party, for instance, and then having to, to pull back on that. So last year we had an amazing street party planned. We bypassed it. In saying that, though, it's also given us the opportunity to um, embrace some new cool stuff, like... Um, Rather than our opening night party being a formal sit-down, lots of events, we've actually made it more of a party. So we're nice. like, hey, come on down to the community gallery. We've got amazing musicians. We've got two amazing party bands, the Dodgy Disco Party Band, who played disco, which really is true. You know, that's what it says on the box. And the Beatscapes, who play 90s and noughties house music with a full band. Oh, cool. Um, we've also got some really great comedians. So it's kind of a hybrid mixture of comedy. If you want to dress up, you're welcome. But we'll be dancing and having a good old time rather than sitting down in the region. So that's where we just adapted. Um, And we've done some other things this year. We developed ticketing platforms. So um, that is to benefit our artists so that they now get 100% of the face value of the ticket. Previously, there was a ticketing Mm -hmm. company that clipped it and were like, hey, we'll have some of that. Um, The Fringe has invested to create a platform so the artists can get more money in their back Mm. pocket. Can you tell me a bit about the organisational aspect of Fringe? Like, obviously, this must take a huge amount of time to prepare. How long does it take? Who's involved? Who are the people? Sure. Um, I'm already starting on the next one. Um, the Deneen Fringe Arts Trust is our governing body, so a charitable mm-hmm. trust. Um, uh, I'm a full-time permanent employee assisted by the amazing Katrina, um, who's um, our administrator. And then... Um, we engage a whole lot of contractors for you know five six months to actually pull the fringe off. Yeah. Sitting around that as a team of um, amazing volunteers, we'll probably have right. up to about seventy volunteers, and then of course we've got our artists as well. There'll be seven hundred odd um, creatives yeah. involved in making work for the fringe. Amazing. Um, can you tell me a bit about the fringe space? It always looks very funky when I walk past on Princess Street. What cool. What is that? What's the benefit of that for the community? Um, well, we see ourselves as an ongoing permanent resource to support art to be created here in Aotearoa Dunedin. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, rather than just a, 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 an organisation that produces um, a couple of festivals, we actually want the fringe resources to enable people to make cool art so that um, you know people can get on with it because you know it's really hard setting up a space organising your ticketing knowing about social media I mean people might be on social media but actually know how to use that as an effective marketing tool so it's our role is to kind of have those in our key tape and then we can assist artists just to focus on thriving artistically and financially Why should students come to Fringe? Because we've got a great lineup of program that they'll love um, often when I'm interviewing interns and asking about French comedy, it tends to be really popular. Yeah. But um, a really diverse program. So even if you're someone that's into dance, physical theatre, um, you know, experimental art, um, guerrilla pop-up art, there is something in that program for you, I guarantee it. Awesome. And what are you most looking forward to this French? Oh, the wonderful, weird, <laughs> wacky stuff that's just going to pop up. You know, there's, you go into the bathrooms with the Wall Street toilets for instance and there'll be you know a selfie set up um you know there's there's going to be people on bikes cycling around the city there's going to be the panty bag collective 
I'm not entirely sure what uh, what treats they have. They'll be dropping stuff off around the city. Um, some other hot Utipoti Hip Hop Hustle, which is a starters bar. Um, a huge lineup. So it's like a festival within the festival, and it's all four awesome. expressions of um, hip hop. So there's some great, you know, turntablists and DJs and um, hip hop dancers and graffiti artists. Um, amazing event, and it's that's just bang on for students. You'll love it. Well, there you have it. That was Eileen Kukoran with an interview with Gareth McMillan, the director of the Dunedin Fringe Festival. Definitely check it out. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I've always had a lot of fun, especially with the, uh, I mean, not to uh, not to isolate just one genre, but especially with the comedy acts that come down to Dunedin. But uh, Gareth and the team have worked so, so hard to get a really diverse list of uh, artists and performers. So go check it out. Check out Dunedin Fringe. .co.nz. There's so much going on, and uh, it's cheap as well. If you're worried about uh, it being expensive, do not worry. Uh, there's many free shows, and there's also uh, it's, it's very, very cheap, so check it out. This was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.